Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Data Mastery, Marketing for Modern Growth, the podcast that shows you what to do with your data and how to make your marketing grow by using better data and more uh, targeted data. I'm Jay White, I'm your host as usual. This is my partner, Jason Reno, uh, with me today. Jason Waves says hello. Yeah, sorry, Yeah. hey, how's it going? <laughs> thought you were just going to roll on. <laughs> yeah, this is the silent version. We're going to do one. We're going to do a completely silent version today. Uh, no. Hey, uh, we're glad to be back. We've been uh, covering some aspects of what we do and what the Data Accelerator tool does for our clients. Um, and this is the third aspect of that. We've already covered uh, in our two previous podcasts the pre-click side of it, which is in-market, high-intent data, and how that how we take that and stream it right to our ad uh, our clients ad platforms, uh, and then we covered the post click part of it, which is our proprietary pixel, which is installed on your landing pages, resolves fifty to sixty percent of your site visitors who do not convert, and how to roll those people back into uh, repurpose those leads back into. Um, into uh, remarketing, <laughs> forgot my word there. Yeah, brain fart, brain fart, huh? <laughs> brain fart, yeah. yeah. Re remarketing, uh, retargeting. Yes, retargeting, thank you very much. Now today we wanna talk about a, a third piece of the puzzle that we have with the Data Accelerator tool. And this is almost one of those things like, uh, if we have a client that's just coming in and they go, ooh, what's that over there? We say, you know what, that's for later. We're not quite ready for that yet. but it is something that is utilized by the top companies in the world to really get their message out beyond social media, outside of the social media, outside of the paid ad platforms. And it is called DSP or programmatic advertising. And I'm going to let Jason take it from here, kind of explain to you what it does and how it works and how it might really, really be the answer to your um, issues with your marketing. So Jason, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so basically, yes, programmatic or DSP demand side platform marketing is everything outside of social media. I mean, social media became so popular and it became uh, those platforms, they were able to monetize their advertising dollars so much and gather so many advertising dollars because they always had the, the person's attention. Well, now the problem is, is there's multiple social media platforms on everybody's on Facebook because for a while there, Facebook crushed it because everybody was on Facebook, but now they have options. Some people are on TikTok, not Facebook, vice versa. So it's like, what social media platform do you advertise on? And, you know, the simple answer is if you can afford it, you try to hit all of them or you select the ones that you think your uh, ideal client is at. But then outside of social media, there are millions upon millions of websites that people frequent on a regular basis um, outside of even just your YouTubes, but you know, an ESPN.com. I mean, you obviously everybody on listening to this or anybody listening to this. I mean, when you're on websites, you see all the bumper and the banner ads and the little videos playing to the right. That is part of um, programmatic marketing is finding those individuals outside of social media. And with our data, we can do that one in two ways. We can take the high intent 
you know, top of funnel uh, in market data, stream that into a programmatic uh, or DSP or demand side platforms, target those individuals directly or create the lookalike audiences. But then also we can do the retargeting audiences. So if somebody's on a client's website today, within hours or 24 hours, we can now have them in a DSP ad where the simplest way to explain it is imagine like going out and sending, setting out like a half a million tripwires across the internet. So, you know, we can live stream the data into social media in case they're there, but then we can also cover millions of different monetized websites across the, uh, across the internet. So no matter where they pop up at it, where they pop up at on the internet, we'll be able to deliver their ad. And where that especially helps out is the remarketing ads. I mean, to be upfront, to take a cold audience and get them to convert off a of demand side platforms, it is difficult, but it is valuable when it's one piece of the puzzle. When they're seeing a YouTube video, when they see the bumper ads, when they see the Facebook ads, it creates that omni-channel approach and enables clients to build trust. So even if they don't convert off a display ad, that touch point, that visual point is still part of the conversion that eventually ha might happen on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and that's where it becomes uh, extremely powerful is the, you know, basically just being everywhere that the client's at and, 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 and enabling them to build the trust. Okay. Okay. No, the second, no, I was going to say just the second piece of this outside of the websites is now CTV where we had the connect, where we have the connected TV. So all of your different streaming platforms, freebie TVs, 2B TVs. Um, I mean, I don't even know. There's so many of them. I think between my family and I, I get billed for about 10 of them every month. Jesus. It's like, Oh, cut the cable. You're going to save money. Yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways we're able to then take either in-market data or individuals that have just bounced off a client's website. So imagine somebody visiting your website this afternoon and later this evening or by tomorrow, when they're watching their 70 inch big screen, your 30 second non-skippable commercial now pops up or when they're on their um, iPad or whatever, wherever they're watching their streaming device, the non-skippable commercials typically, you know, anywhere from five to eight cents per impression. It's extremely, extremely valuable. And what's nice is you can um, you can get customized with it. So let me pull this up here. A couple of share screen. Uh, Got to find the right. Technical difficulties, please stand by. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> The sharing screen is not as easy to find. Where the heck is it? Well, here, I'm going to skip ahead. I just had a, honestly, it was, it was just a visual of the different, um, the different logos, whether it be, you know, TBS or whatever the case is. Um, you know, obviously if you're advertising a finance product or something that you know, as adult driven, you're not going to advertise on the Nickelodeon channel. But if you're advertising something towards, you know, the housing market or finance and you want to target individuals like that investors, then your, um, you know, HGTVs, those type of stations, CNBCs, where you can customize where you're not just putting your ads everywhere. You're only putting your ads based off high intent data, pixel data, people bouncing off your website 
plus then also throwing on the additional layer of you know customizing what channels or what groups of channels you want them on also an extreme one of the I guess a third benefit of the working with the demand side platform is you have substantially less restrictions. So for example, a cannabis product or a, a product or a, uh, you know, in the housing or finance market where Facebook says, Hey, you can't target based off uh, credit scores. You can't target based off any type of financing or household income or anything else. Oftentimes, a demand side platform will not have those same restrictions. So you can see here, I mean, we're down on number 1291. There's over 1600 different options. So if you are a individual targeting people that own investment properties, what if I said, hey, I'm only going to spend your money and deliver to individuals that have searched for certain Google keywords and identify them as an investor on top of it. I can only show this your ad to individuals that are actively looking for your product or services and own two or more properties. So now we're really identifying. And now if somebody's spending X amount of dollars a month, we know those X amount of dollars a month is being used in the most efficient manner, only targeting individuals that are looking for their product and own more than two properties or have more than two lines of credit or their different credit ranges. I mean, you can see, I mean, there was one in here I was looking, you know, if they have Amex credit scores, if their hobbies are, you know, tied to jewelry, um, certain, wow. you know, languages they speak, backgrounds, ethnicities, you know, if you have a pet product and you want people, you know, in market for pets or pets owner, uh, pet owners, different lifestyles, you know, are you in the market, a, a money seeker, a foreign investor? It's like, it's crazy how detailed you can get it. Are you in the auto industry? Um, you know, where you can target different, uh, if they have different cars. One thing that's actually really, um, I should actually brought up sooner, but in the B2B space, where if you're a business consultant that wants to only target construction companies, then you can come in here and not only do construction companies, so you can target construction companies, but then you can layer on construction companies that are doing certain amount of sales volume. And you can only target, say, board members, chairmen's, chief admin. So you're basically, you're not, your ads aren't being seen by the secretary at the construction company, but it's construction companies with a certain amount of volume and C-suite executives. We're going to put their ads anywhere on the internet that they might be. Plus I can put a 30 second commercial on their big screen TV when they're sitting on their couch later on this evening, mm. you know, all with the demand side platform. That's remarkable, man. And this is, these audiences that you're showing us right now, these are in addition to what the, we're generating for them in the in-market high intent area, in the pre-click area, and in addition to what we're generating in the uh, in the pixel with the pixel visitors, correct? Correct. And that's where um, we test out the ands and ors. So we'll yeah. take in-market data and, and this or this. And then we, you know, that's in the initial, you know, in a basically proof of concept phase when we're working with clients is we're trying to figure out which ones are working in the combination of different audiences. And then same thing, I mean, with the retargeting audience and the pixel data, it's pretty straightforward because it's, we know they've already been on the site. It's just, hey, let's start piling these people together, this population of people together and delivering ads to them, depending on the, the buy cycle of the client, whether it's 30 days or three years, since the client owns the data, we can retarget that individual, you know, from a B2B 
you know, high ticket, you know, if you're selling a $30,000 product or service, whether it be consultant or some $30,000 machine that's going to sit back somewhere, or $300,000 machine, that buy cycle might be three to six months. So to be able to have that data and stay in front of them, whether it be on the DSP or whether it be email remarketing, whatever it is, it's immensely valuable because now you have the opportunity to stay in front of them and get in touch with them at so many more touch points than your competition does. So in essence, this could be a typical buyer. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to think how, how this would look for a typical prospect. So let's say that uh, the guy down the street uh, has a shop, Joey's House of E-Bikes, right? Electronic bikes. And I go out one night and I'm like, you know what? I'm kind of interested in electronic bikes. So like where to find an electric electronic bike in my area, an e-bike in my area, blah, blah, blah. I search a little bit, maybe hit a couple websites. If, if Joey's is one of your clients, then in probably the next, I don't know how many hours, I'll see his ad pop up on my, on my Facebook, my Google, my Instagram, my YouTube. My yes, so right? I, I gotcha. Completely understand the question. So yes, Jay White searches for e-bikes, e-bikes near me, best e-bikes, any number of three to 10,000 keywords that might be tied to uh, to Joey's e-bikes or uh, identifying his ideal client. I would say not to overpromise. So within 24 hours, your information would have a high probability of entering his in-market list, which is live streamed to his ad platform. So whether okay. it's wherever he's running his ads, whether it be Facebook, YouTube, Google, TikTok, and assuming you have an account there and you're on that platform, you will start seeing his ads let's say within 24 hours, sometime sooner. Frankly, it depends on what time you search. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so anyways, you start receiving the ads very quickly. So then I see an ad for, oh, this guy's close to me. I'm going to check out what he has. I click on the ad. I go to his website, the pixel fires, and I'm, I'm, uh, um, I have a 50 to 60% chance of being resolved and put into his remarketing list with at least Correct. a name and an email, right? So, so maybe within the next 24 hours, I get an email from them saying, hey, we heard you might be interested in e-bikes. Here's a 20% off coupon. Plus, I see another ad on my Facebook profile that says, hey, um, maybe, you know, you know, heard you were interested in e-bikes. Yeah. Here's a 20% off coupon. So now I start seeing all this, these things start to bring me, trying to bring me back to the site, right? Yes, exactly. Okay. It, okay. Now, in you, addition, okay, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yes, once they bounce off the website, wherever the client has or is willing to set up um, remarketing campaigns, whether it be email distribution, whether it be, you know, Facebook or the other ad platforms, whether it be retargeting on the demand side platform, uh, it's completely up to them. Um, ideally, yes, within a few hours up to 24 hours, you are now seeing different ads than what you originally clicked. So those top of funnel ads are flashy. They got your attention. They got you to click to the site. Now, if you're setting up properly, you have a different set of marketing assets that 
um, that separate from the top and the bottom of the funnel. You already have the client's attention. So now you have an additional opportunity to build their trust. And what we always recommend is testimonials, um, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, Google testimonial graphics, testimonial videos, other people talking about your brand or business, you know, outside of yourself to, again, gain the trust. You can throw in, like you said, additional bump offers, promotions, something along those lines to drive them back. Uh, oftentimes we say they already know about your brand now. They've already been to your website. So now add value. If you're a, an e-bike company, don't send them a bump offer with the first email and say, hey, you know, 5% off. Send them an email that says, hey, here's the top 10 things to look out for when buying an e-bike online. Okay. And then the next, then the next email, it's oh, by the way, hope you like that previous offer. Hope you like the previous tip that we gave you. If you're ever interested, we'll offer you five percent off. So try to add some value first. Or obviously, there's a a variety of different ways you can structure. Yeah. So now, I'm if I still haven't bought, then I go to ESPN.com. I go to FoodNetwork.com. I go to you know whatever it is of any website that I might go to all of a sudden I'm seeing an ad for Joey's house of e-bikes. Right. ESPN.com cooking.com. And then another thing that I haven't mentioned is once you're, once you, especially with, this is on the demand side platform, once you're uh, made, made your mobile identifier device, something like that is what it stands for um, is identified on your home server or router it will then pick up other devices. So if you're searching for e-bikes, it's very likely that when your wife is now, the next time she's on a streaming platform or on one of these websites, those e-bikes will then pop up your kids or whoever else. So now we can, you know, if the somebody in the household is interested in say e-bikes or I mean, in let's just say addiction treatment, somebody searches addiction treatment. Now everybody in the house starts you know, seeing addiction treatment offers. And that's where it becomes even more powerful where, you know, it kind of spider webs out to that warm kind of sphere around that target person as well. So you're basically what you're saying is the ads pretty much follow me wherever I go when I'm online. It's it's very tough to escape. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And then I, I finally shut down my iPad. I turn on a streaming show and Five minutes into it, they start running those unskippable commercials, and there's Joey <laughs> pimping his e-bikes down the street. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh I mean, yeah. to a marketer, I mean, to a marketer, this thing is just—I mean, it's it's gold. I, I hate to use a term that's used a lot, but it really is. If you can get in front of your people or your your best audience, it's so many times. I mean, you're almost there's almost no reason why they shouldn't buy from you. Yeah, it works very well in somebody who, and especially now with all the restrictions going on with Facebook and Google and, um, you know, the pissing contest is back and forth with the privacy laws and everything. This allows you to cut through all of that because you're not limited to Facebook's data or Google's data or, you know, their pixel or anything else. You now own all the data. You have access to it. You can see it, touch it, use it however you want. Plug it into the DSP. Plug it in anywhere you want. It's it really puts the power back in the client's hand. So if you have somebody that's spending you know forty fifty thousand dollars a month in ads already, or looking to launch a product, um, you know, and, and eventually spend thirty forty fifty thousand dollars or plus a month in ads, it 
we can immediately plug in the data and see results. And then plus what I like to tell people is it helps you skip in front of the line. So instead of giving Facebook or these different ad platforms a bunch of money up front and letting them take three to six months for the algorithms to click to find your right audience, it's like, hey, Facebook, here's a million freaking people that just search for my product or service. They now then match those individuals, create lookalike audiences and everything. And, you know, you skip in front of the line and your testing period can get cut down to a few weeks versus a few months. Yeah. And if you're yeah. spending 50K a month, I mean, spending 150,000 over three months to just test. I mean, depending on how deep the pockets are of the business, that might be a tough pill to swallow when I can say, hey, I have all this really high intent relative data. I can cut your testing phase on this new product or service down to three weeks versus three months. Um, and before your ads are ready to be scalable, that makes a big difference. Man, this is remarkable. Any any uh, final thoughts about DSP before we sign off for today? Um, no, I mean, give it a chance. I think it, for the most part, most most are scared of it. I mean, for yeah. with going with going through us, we already have a seat. We allow for a sub seat, so it, it cuts through a lot of the red tape and you know upfront cost and stuff. So if somebody's generally interested, please reach out. Um, and if not through us, definitely explore it. I mean. We talk to clients all the day where their Facebook ads, you know, are converting 30 or 40% less. It's the same offer, same, you know, everything, or whether it be YouTube, Google, regardless, it's, it's crazy how tight it is. But then I don't want to say it's like the wild, wild west over here, but if you have, if you have a good offer and uh, a good product, there's a lot more people out there that are not looking at your ads on social media that we can show the ads to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, it's really, really awesome to hear about this. I appreciate you explaining this to everybody. Uh, Jason, if you're interested in this or any other part of the Data Accelerator tool, please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you more about your business to see if you're a good fit for what we do and to see if we are a good fit for what you do, okay? But in the meantime, keep looking for more podcasts. We appreciate you joining us today. I'm Jay White for Jason Reno. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care, guys.